listening back to this episode and really just taking it all in, I began to cry because Karina has such a beautiful way of really showing you who God says you are, who God says you are in your everyday life and in your marriage. The type of confidence that you will gain through this episode is something that I wish I would have had when I first got married. But knowing that I've been able to gain so much wisdom from this episode, I feel even more confident now as a wife, as a mother, as a woman. Check this one out. Vanessa Reyes here, and I'm inviting you on a journey of what it's like to co-create your business with God and drop the hustle mentality. Listen, I believe that in every season of business, you must up-level your faith and let go of the drama in your mind that's keeping you from using your God-given voice to build influence and become the businesswoman God designed you to be. Here, you'll feel like you're at church mixed with business school and your teacher, well, she's your best friend. This is the Less Hustle, More Faith podcast. When I first landed on your Instagram page, I was one of those women who just connected instantly, especially that reel where you're talking about your relationship with your husband and how it's so important to have more of the progress instead of perfection. And I think that a lot of times women get into marriages assuming that this is the fairy tale story of like he's, you know, he's your prince charming and this is the kind of relationship that's going to make me full and, and like whole. Yeah. Then we get in the marriage and it's nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and man. It's crazy because when I started my business, I have a little bit of a similar background as far as like I came into a relationship with two kids. My husband had two kids. We blended the family. Then we had a child together. And then we got married really quickly. And I was already in my 30s. My husband was four years younger than me. And so everything was really fast. And then within a, a year or two is when I became a certified life coach. So everything was new. I didn't even know how to have a marriage because I never saw that growing up. And then, and then having a business, you know, like the obstacles, the mindset, that work that has to happen. I hadn't healed from my past. Like everything was just like, out there so i really gravitated towards your story the um instagram reel really spoke to me and then of course there's an episode on your podcast that i absolutely love and hold dear to my heart i feel like it's a it's not just a reminder of the kind of relationship that you want to have well while you're building your business but just like the kind of person you want to be in this world that's how great this episode is. So the episode, if you're tuning in, it'll be in the show notes. It's called Setting Boundaries with Your Husband. But I would love to hear what what motivated you, inspired you to write this episode. Yes. Well, first of all, Vanessa, I'm so happy um, that you've given me the privilege to just like be here with you and be on your show. And I'm so happy to honestly just like see more faces that look like us, even yeah. though people can't see their face, but it is what it is and hear our voice. And so I love meeting women like you that, you know, like 
we really do our best to put not just like our foot forward, but with all the family, with all of, you know, I'll just say it, the baggage that we carry, everything that we have, like we still commit to what we feel like our purpose here on earth, which is to serve and um, be a messenger, right? Of like hope mm-hmm. and love and faith. Um, so yes, boundaries with my husband and all of the episodes on my show that actually don't include a guest were all recorded on the fly. So literally I would wake mm-hmm. up and I would be like, oh my God, I need to talk about this. Mm-hmm. And then I just start recording. And I think that what really started that podcast was during our move to our new home Uh I was in my office and (laughs) I don't know a better way to explain this but sometimes your relationship is going so well that you just got to find a problem with it (laughs) (laughs) and it was one of those days oh my gosh like your partner's like everything's good and then you walk into the kitchen and you're like you know what you don't do mm-hmm. or you know you never asked me it was one of those moments mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. it's not good to have them all the time but anyways I was having one of those moments where I was like journaling in my office nothing was wrong um and, <laughs> <laughs> and I started journaling about joy mm. and I felt like this this wave come over me where I was like, wow, like I really haven't been as joyful as I've wanted to be. Mm. And why is that? And then I got this vision of when I moved in with my husband, I was living in, uh, uh, by myself in Highland park in New Jersey. And it was just cheaper when we got married for me to move in with him. Mm -hmm. So I did that when I moved, when I moved to, um, union, he had all these rules, which was like, Mm -hmm. you shouldn't really like say hi to everybody and like Mm -hmm. smile and like open doors. Like people around here are not like that. And I'm like, what? Who cares if they say hi back? And (laughs) like, I never cared about those things. Yeah. I'm me too. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I also married into a family, not my husband, but he's like the black sheep, but I also married into a family that wasn't as like touchy feely Mm -hmm. as my family was yeah so like like whenever we see each other if we walk into a room we're like oh my god yeah oh my god how are you yeah (laughs) you know and like his family was like more reserved Mm -hmm. like no kisses on the cheek like very much like hello how are you and like so throughout our marriage and throughout moving in together and the establishment of what my husband thought was a form of protecting his wife Mm. from getting hurt, Mm -hmm. which I never asked for. Yeah. Right. I started to really change the way that I was just displaying my normal, joyful personality. And one day I was in my office journaling about it. And so I asked if we could talk and you know, anytime you ask your spouse to talk, it's yeah. like, they already know. Yeah. Oh, um, my husband will start like making up excuses of like, can we, can this wait till later? And I'm like, oh no, <laughs> it's already like bowling up right there. And I'm like ready to just say the whole thing. Like, please, it took me forever to get to this point. <laughs> I love that. So my husband walks in, there's this beige, like lounge chair in my office. He sits down and he's like, what's up? In his mind, he's like, everything's fine. Yeah. Was, Cause everything so I, was fine. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I assured him, I was like, yeah. everything is fine. But I was just journaling and praying. And I've realized that I've hidden parts of myself to follow your instructions mm. of what I should act like. Mm. And in a way, I've dismantled parts of my joy mm. and who I am as a person. I was like born a bubbly person. And the few times a year where I shut up, people are like, what's wrong with you? Right. There's only like a few times a year where literally Vanessa, like I won't talk <laughs> for like a day or yeah. two because I just, I don't you know what it reset. is. Yeah. It's like, and I have those moments throughout the years, but there's a lot of times where like, I just don't want to interact. Right. Mm -hmm. so anyways, So I tell him that. And my husband, he tends to ask like very inquisitive questions. Mm -hmm. And I remember in the beginning of our marriage becoming super offended by his questions. Mm -hmm. But now I've learned that he's just really trying to understand. So I, I think he asked me something like, what does it have to do with me? And I'm like, I literally just spent 20 minutes explaining it. But yeah. and then I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, why? Like, why did you allow me to mm. impact your joy so much? Mm. And, and so we started talking about that. And I was just like, well, I guess like, I just felt like it was a form of like following your instructions and like, doing what you say. And mm -hmm. I guess in some way, like I did lose myself and I want to start doing a lot of things. I want to start a podcast. I want to start a website. I want to start this life coaching business. I have my master's in social work. Like this mm -hmm. would be such a great route for me. And he was kind of like, okay. Um, and this is like, I don't know if I did share this on this episode, but we got into like a little like a little tiff in that moment, we weren't aligned. And my husband sat back and I kid you not, the lights in the room flickered. Mm. And my husband said, nobody will ever love you the way that I love you. Aww. But you search for it from people on earth, like your husband. And I was like, and I looked at him and I started tearing up and he said, that message was from the Holy spirit. Oh. I said, yeah, I know. And he said, you know, sometimes we look for people that we're extremely committed and engaged to, mm. to fulfill us and be our everything and love us unconditionally. We look to them for validation, but the only people that will validate us is Jesus. And yes. so it was in that moment where he was like, we're here. He's like, yes, I'm here to like, be the leader of the house and so are you, mm. but you know, the only person that reigns here is, is God. And so we had that, we had a really nice moment and I, and it really was a turning point. I think that was like year seven. That was a really big turning point in our marriage. I love that. Oh my gosh. I love this story. So mm -hmm. I know that like for me, some of the things that really were hitting me in that episode was Okay, so I'm obviously a coach for women who start a business. Mm -hmm. um, what I really specialize in is helping women build their brand story and become a thought leader like yourself um, into the world and like know how to express that, mm. right? So a lot of what we do is as an entrepreneur, and I'm sure you you feel the same way because it's in your episode about how the success um, comes from those risks. 
and mm -hmm. how your husband wants to protect you and wants to like hold you back a little bit only because out of protection. Yeah. And I think what was really um, hitting me in that episode is because I am very much a risk taker and mm -hmm. I've seen like the ups and downs of that. Mm -hmm. And your husband sees the ups and downs of that. Yeah, and so they they kind of get in this mindset of like, I don't want her to get back down here. Like it took me, it took us a while to get back up here and yeah. all those things. Like how would you tell someone who's listening today, learn yeah. how to navigate those things and not put them on their husband and just like kind of learn how to be um, a woman who knows her confidence and knows that these risks that she's taking are mm. not necessarily bad things. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's like so normal. It's like so normal for us to want to confide in our partners and like ask them what they think. Like I remember, <laughs> my, I remember when one of my reels for the first time went viral. And for me, like viral was more than like a hundred views. So, yeah. <laughs> I, so and I was like jumping up and down. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, this is so great. Like I, I even like recorded myself. I'm like, I'm so happy. Thank you, Jesus, for allowing people um, for me to be able to serve people in this way on this platform, blah, blah, blah. Use it for your good. And um, not blah, 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 but I hope you get what I mean. And so then yes. <laughs> I told my husband and I was like, oh my God, babe, look. Yeah. And my husband goes, you know what would be better? And I'm like, what? Of course, they always have the better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, if, if you did a reel with a Drake song. And I'm like, what? And he's, he's like, yeah, because like you love Drake. And I'm like, yeah, I do love Drake. But like Drake doesn't belong in my business. Mm. Nor like how can I serve with a Drake song to women? And he was like, well, it would be cool. And, and it was in that moment where I was like, my husband literally has no idea what yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And yeah. I think, and that's how you build your confidence where you're okay mm. with the fact that your partner doesn't need to understand how your business works, how to support you, your dreams, your passions, all of that. They can be a soundboard, mm -hmm. but they don't necessarily need to be like, the, the consultant behind it. Yeah. I was going to say like the custom stop, like when yeah. they have the passport and allow you to like get through the other side. That's oh, so not, good. That's not who they are. Mm. There's, they're merely the people who are your soundboard. And I get it. Like, you know, there are some households where you can say, well, financially, this is where we are. Mm. And I think that that's even a deeper discussion, right? Yeah. Because Whenever you're taking a risk for a business, there are finances that have to come into play. And I think that I was very fortunate because at that point, when I wanted to start something, my husband had already um, been building his race car for five years. Mm. And I had already been supporting him in that mm -hmm. in a way that it was the only thing that I could explain to him mm. do for me. Yeah. You know, in, in times where like he didn't know how to support mm. me, I was just like, okay, so in the same way mm -hmm. that I did mm -hmm. this, it's the same way that I need you. And like slowly, you know, we were conditioning each other, but like it was also, it also took me not getting upset because I think that a lot of times we do things for our spouses. And when it comes time for them to do it for us, 
we get upset during the, if there's ever a period where we kind of have to walk them through that or walk them through that care or walk them through that support. And I remember one time my husband saying to me, we were like arguing back and forth. And he said to me, it would be different if I said no. And I was like, what? And he's Mm -hmm. like, okay, take it this way. If you ask me to please take out the garbage, like don't forget to take out the garbage. And I said, no, Mm -hmm. that's different than actually forgetting. But you assigning my lack of care to forgetting is your problem. Mm. And I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. What you're saying is that the automatic assignment of me saying that you don't care. So X, you don't care about X. So you don't do it is very different than you genuinely as a human being forgetting Mm -hmm. versus the third option, which is you legitimately just say, no, I don't want to do it. And he said, think about a time when I said no. And I couldn't think of one. Mm. And I was like, oh, and he's like, if you're just patient with me about forgetting and understand that I genuinely forget. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, and he's like, listen, if you want to problem solve this, we can. And I'm like, okay. He's like, and he went on marketplace and he bought a whiteboard. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, we'll do a whiteboard. Let's do a whiteboard. And we have like these little whiteboards now in our house. And, you know, since I transitioned to court, uh, since I transitioned to tech in January, my husband does a lot more than what he did before. So Mm -hmm. it used to be 50, 50. And now it's like 70, 30, um, which is fine. But I think I just had the privilege of him already having a business in his own way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So we were able to really get through that. But to answer your question about confidence, I really do think that that confidence comes from surrendering Mm. uh, the attachment that a lot of us have our confidence and validations directly connected to our partner and what they say and what they do. Oh my gosh. So good. Karina. So I feel the same way too with um, women's attachment to success and what it needs to look like on the outside. Mm -hmm. And I think that this has been one of the biggest barriers for a lot of women who either give up on their business or feel like they're not equipped for what God has called them to do because they feel that it needs to look a certain way or they need to show a certain mm-hmm. way on the outside improving that to their husband and saying like no until i get here like this is when you'll take me seriously and it's like that's never going to happen because it's a journey and yeah. success to me the way i see success is kind of like the way you see confidence is like you have to surrender and at yeah. that moment you're successful because you've said yes to the surrender part the trust part that let's God get the glory. Yeah. And I yeah. think that um, this episode really showed me how that applies in my marriage as well. I mean, mm-hmm. none of us are, are like perfect in every area of our life and we all struggle and we're all kind of balancing everything and just being our, our best self in all these areas. Um, but it's not going to actually happen or unfold until we've fully surrendered to God and just let him mold us in these different roles. So Mm -hmm. I do want to talk a little bit about your story and like how you became a life coach and what that means 
for the audience because I know that a lot of women start a business and they want to, you know, begin doing this work with me, but they really need a life coach. They really need somebody mm -hmm. to help them through these, like this inner work first mm -hmm. before they're ready to like come out and do this work with me. So if you can share a little bit of your story. Yeah. So I had my master's in social work and I was working in higher ed, primarily in administration. And I, I don't know, I've always had um, just like a passion to serve. Um, and so what happened was that becoming a life coach all started from a blog and a podcast. Uh -huh. And I really wanted to highlight women that were just like trailblazers and doing it all or what I thought was doing it all at that time. Mm -hmm. um, and so at the peak of COVID, before I knew COVID was real, <laughs> I mm -hmm. started my podcast on this like $150 Ikea um, kitchen counter that I put on these little two desks. Uh -huh. And my husband gifted me um, a mic. And it wasn't anything that he said, but when I was pregnant a couple months before that with my son, Levi, mm -hmm. um, I, I walked into one of our spare bedrooms that we were using for storage. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, this, this should be your lab. And I was like, my lab. <laughs> so I was like, what is that? So, <laughs> I know. So I was, he was like, you have to clear it. So instead of like preparing for Levi in his room, mm. I cleared out that room. I painted it white and I got a desk. I took out the carpet. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I had this like mic and, and I didn't know what to do, but to just start a podcast where I would serve and help people in mm. my lab. Right. And the way I envisioned the word lab was that it's a laboratory where you find what's wrong. You diagnose what's wrong mm. and you figure out how to make people heal and better. You right. The root of like the problem, like the, yeah. what is it called? The hypnosis. No, not the, the hypothesis. hypothesis. Yeah. <laughs> and, then you, and, and it's so true. Like the hypothesis and then like, root and then you also have so many revelations you know mm. and so anyways i i finished the room i have levi i end up getting the mic in february i start my podcast i have my website and i'm such a perfectionist and i texted my friend screenshots of my website and i was like yeah i need another month and she had already had a very um prestigious um uh, popular blog and so she was like, actually, I'm just going to announce that you're going to launch on Monday. And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, you have till Monday. She was like, think of Apple who has so many issues, so many versions of one product. Yeah. You're Apple. She was like, you don't need to make this website perfect. Yeah. So I was like, Ugh. so I started out blogging about balancing uh, a life and kids and mm -hmm. husband and all That's of that. That's how I started as well. Yeah. <laughs> That's where we start. And yeah. Yeah. And so then I just started blogging. I started my podcast. And um, then one day I was just like, you know, I have to figure out how to serve even more. And some I, and and the idea of life coaching came to mind. But because I'm such a perfectionist and I went to school for so long, 
I had this like really big idea that I needed to get my life coaching certificate, that I needed to spend all this money. And I was like worried what people would say. And then I was like, you know what? Like, I really do have the credentials to do this. And I have to figure out that, that that I have the confidence to do this, but I don't know really how to start a business. Mm-hmm. So then I took Janice, Janice, uh, who is from Yo Quiero Dinero, I took her how to start a side hustle class, which was for six weeks because I had a nine to five at the time and a mm-hmm. family. And that's where I learned like a lot of like the business one-on-ones. And when I got there, there was a business coach that came to talk, which is which ended up being my business coach, Kat Del Carmen. And I remember my first meeting with her and I was telling her all my ideas yeah, and all the bells and whistles I had and stuff like that. And her whole thing is about simplifying your business. And she said, you are your business, like you, Mm -hmm. you showing up your words. She was like, I've watched your lives. I've watched your reels, the way you talk. That is it. That that's it. No, no, like, you know, box that you send your client will ever triumph who you are. And you're here trying to create things to look pretty. Mm-hmm. And what you need to understand is like the foundation of your business needs to be simple because it's you. Mm-hmm. And that's a little bit of the business part of the life coaching um, business I started. And, um, and lo and behold, like, I guess that's where we started. And, and now we're here. And through and through that, I decided that I wanted to open up a food business empanada chica. Oh my gosh. I heard about that. Yeah. Which was great. And then I didn't like it. So I stopped. Oh, <laughs> hey, that happens. Yeah, that happens too. <laughs> you know? It wasn't that I was tired. It was that I genuinely really, I remember a friend, Sabrina uh, Castillo, she said, Gotti, if you start this, you know, people who do food business really love it. So mm-hmm. you would just have to make sure you really love it. Yeah. And by the time I was making the 300th empanada on the second day, I was like, I really don't love this. Yeah. But I made good money and I and and it was surprising because I have I flew out. I forgot uh, where I flew out, but I flew out somewhere. I can't even remember to meet with um, a strategy coach. And I have the whole business laid out of like mm-hmm. how we make money, how we can make our first six figures, everything. Yeah. But I don't that doesn't make me happy. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's so good Karina, that you're saying that because yeah. you have to really wholeheartedly be in it because it's going to be up and down it's that's Mm -hmm. always it's like being an entrepreneur is like 75 percent putting out fires and just like really just being in that grit work Mm -hmm. so you've got to love that outcome you've got to be fighting for that purpose um and then of course god has gifted all of us uniquely and so maybe you're just not gifted in and wanting to be a food prep person Mm. I mean, I'm sure you love the empanadas and how they came <laughs> out and yes. what everyone else probably thought too. But it's just like, sometimes you have to say no to those things. And I think that's a really healthy boundary for yourself is mm-hmm. to like know when it's not for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just love everything about you, everything you're doing. Um, I know that you are a life coach. Are you currently taking on clients? And if so, like who would be the ideal person that would gain so much from working with you? Yeah. Yes, I am still taking clients. Um, I did have to 
limit the amount of clients that I was serving only because of my transition and my commute now. Um, but yes, I am still serving and I love it. And listen, if you're interested in getting your life back, if you feel like you're at the point in your life where you don't know who you are, especially after becoming a mom, getting married and all of those things, and you really want to figure out, you know, not necessarily like what your purpose is, but get you back to who you actually want to be the authentic you Mm -hmm. the person that like really doesn't give a damn about anything else (laughs) right it really is about that I I really do love my clients and I think that one of the things I love about you and I know that makes you a good coach is you're a great listener Mm -hmm. and I think that that actually is such a good thing because I've been advised so much by so many people, good and bad. And I think that what has really carried me through was listening and paying attention to a lot of the things that served me and didn't. And some things that didn't serve me, I never really said anything back. I never really like gave a rebuttal, but I I would just note it in my brain, you know? Um, And so for me, the women that I serve now, um, yes, some are moms, some are not moms. I've served and and I get this question, like what age range? And I'm like, I've served anywhere from young 20s to actually 50, Mm -hmm. which is interesting because, you know, you can still lose yourself in your 50s, right? -hmm. Especially when your kids go off to college or something like that. Um, And so it's been an amazing ride. And I really thank God for allowing me to continue to do this work at whatever capacity it is. Um, And there was... Like, you know, if you're listening and you've ever had to change your business, um, there there is going to be a lot of um, unsure things that go on in your mind. You know, you have to think about the scale. Are you going to make the same amount of money? How will you make this work? All of that. And what I want to offer you today, as much as I'm not a business coach, Vanessa is, but what I want to offer you today is to really trust yourself in those moments because things at different stages of your business will always look different. But as long as for me, as long as they're simple and as long as you're serving, that's all, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Oh, that's so good. I love this. I love this. I love how you said that you pointed out the listening thing, because I think as what you help women is really learn how to listen to themselves, like Mm. really amplify that voice, that, that Holy spirit that's there giving them guidance i feel like that's where you're able to help them pull that out and so they're making decisions with confidence and not leaning into that fear yeah that holds us back from living the life that god has designed us to live yeah so thank you so much for being on this episode bye okay awesome thank you vanessa you're welcome